awake this morning like scared i guess i had a dream and i was scared that i overslept and i Uh missed the show so i woke up and uh couldn't find my phone so i couldn't look at the clock which yeah that's a thing now um and so i turned on the the tv and the tv's clock i thought i had it set up but i guess i didn't hit enter so the TV's clock didn't have the time. It just had the lines across it like you haven't set me up yet, nigga. So mm-hmm. then I turned on the PlayStation 4 and it was like 7, like 40 a.m. So I went back to sleep. And I okay. went back up again because I heard the boys next door or heard the boys in their room next door. And I was like, oh, shoot, I overslept again. And so I went through the whole thing again, uh-huh. whole process again, and it turned out that it was 8.40 a.m. And <laughs> so I have to get this off my chest now. Um, Wait, you didn't set the TV the second time? No. It's I like before you went to sleep, it. you were just like, fuck it. I, I, yeah, I was like, fuck it. Um, yeah, okay. But now I have to say this. Um, and uh, Tyson had just won the fight. But in uh, actuality, it's only about 8.40 a.m. And two niggas just started screaming in the next room. Get awesome, Taji. One of your kids is cooking. Bacon, bacon. And one nigga done took his shirt off talking about, now who else want to wrestle with Kenny, with uh, Triple Kenny? This is just my interpretation of the situation. That's what I woke up to this morning. I'll gladly take my horn. No, I don't think it's a horn. But I no, that's not a horn. I, it's it didn't make me die laughing, but I I, I see it. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was a solid parody. Oh shit! I just missed the show, but in that all actuality, it's only about eight forty a.m. Yeah. Uh, man, sorry, I'm a little congested, so I'm trying to like not be congested in the mic. Is it cold there? Um, like not for here. Like it's it's cold. Like if I were someplace else, I'd be like, "Yo, yes." But for here, it's it's just moderate. Like I think it's like maybe forty something. Mm, okay. It's like it's not really cold. You know how it is. Yeah. Like it really, 
it's not really cold. It's just uh it's I think it's just that winter has started and we are officially pretty much not um like not leaving our windows open a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, because y'all don't get a fall. No. We don't. It's it's summer and then it's winter. That's it. It's like, oh, did you enjoy sun and hot weather? Because here's rain and cold. Mm-hmm. There is no in between. And to be even more explicit, other than this year, which was wildly like, thank you, Ridiculous. climate change. Thank you, uh, white people. The um, weather is usually like on in winter or uh, summer for y'all it's usually between 85 and maybe 90 and this yeah. summer didn't it get to like 100 for y'all yeah a couple times actually for like a week it, it was like 95 or above straight and that's like unheard of like the usually get like yeah usually it's like two days uh you'll get like legit actually the only good thing about that is that it happened while i was at work and my job does have air conditioning so like a lot of the brunt of that was just me at work like i'm so glad that i'm at work (laughs) but (laughs) at home it was like oh my god like fuck everything we don't have air conditioning is 95 every day you're just on the couch trying not to move see and what it was was that uh the person who owned your company was like you know what I know all y'all motherfuckers up here in Seattle have never seen this before, but I come from this other place called Arizona. We're going to install this thing called air conditioning. You'll thank me later. No, no. Oh, no. no. My, my company's ran by the, uh, uh, out of Texas, so like they're, they for real know. <laughs> like, yeah, air conditioning. <laughs> That's what we need. When they first came here, someone was like, oh, you don't need air conditioning here. They're like, yes, we do. <laughs> uh, we're Seattle. We don't need air conditioning. Fire that person right now. Just... Yeah, one hundred percent. That's exactly like honestly, that's one hundred percent accurate. Like when I first moved here and my apartment was like uh, didn't have air conditioning, I I had a real come to Jesus moment where I was like, am I gonna pay nine hundred dollars for a fucking apartment without air conditioning? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I legit was like, wait a minute. Like, and, and the only reason I ended up in the first apartment I was in uh, because I wasn't gonna take it was they did a move-in special where they, I didn't have to pay the security deposit or first or last month's rent. All I had to do was just pay prorated rent. So all I had to pay was like half of that month. So that's the only reason I took that apartment. And in retrospect, well, that and like the apartment before it, I know the apartment that I saw that day as well that I was looking at had a bullet holes in the bathroom Uh-oh. shower. And I was like, okay, so I can't live here. <laughs> and I went to, I went to probably like five different places that day because I had to find something because I was living in a hotel and it was the best of the five places which is fucking sad when you think about it. It's it's actually it is but what I um was thinking about was that meme that they have now uh, where I don't even know what anime it's from but the guy looking at the <laughs> butterfly or whatever and it's like um yeah <laughs> I don't know what anime that's from either, but yeah, I know. Person what you're from about. Texas moving to Seattle and then down the corner, no air conditioning units in house, and then in the left in the right corner, is this hell? <laughs> like yeah. I don't trust any place that doesn't have air conditioning in it. And I'm just looking around like, okay, this is how the zombies get here. Um 
But I've wait, seen the a, future. Wait, whoa, whoa, that's a hell of a leap, bro. No, so not like this. How, like, but this is how <laughs> this is how disaster. This is how some sort of disaster falls of upon you. That's a one. That's a that's a fucking insane leap. Yes. You went from it's really hot and there's no air conditioning to fucking zombies. That is a leap. Well, I can see that. <laughs> Don't get me too, wrong. Though. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I found it funny, but what the fuck? <laughs> I can see that too, though. Real talk. Like, okay. Y'all are all in this place. It's kind of like the the last, well, not the last season of Walking Dead. I was going to say the last airbender. (laughs) I was like the last airbender. I was like, yes, yes, it is. No, like one of the seasons I saw The Walking Dead where everybody was just walking around in the town acting like nothing was going on because they had a gate in front of their. uh, Uh, Oh, yeah, the Alexandria season. I was like, what, five? Yeah. And they were just like, eh, you know, I know that y'all are from out there. Where people actually are dying by zombies, but here we don't have that problem because we have gates, so we just walk around. And I'm like, No, nigga, you need air conditioning. Well, I know you're from down there where it gets hot all the time, but we're we're here where you know it stays like 75 at the at the worst. We're fine. And then when it becomes 100 degrees. I'm fucking Rick. I'm Rick, and I got my hat on and my air conditioning in my house, and everybody else is like, "We didn't see this coming." It's well, so. It's so. Well, that's like that's hot. normally two days. That's that's normally two days out of the year you get to be Rick, which is a real shitty ratio when you think about it. So it's like two out of 365 days of the year you get to be fucking Rick. Normally, like if it weren't for the goddamn president not believing in climate control. And the rest of the world, we wouldn't be in this situation. Well, with the exception of Morocco and Gambia, by the way. Apparently, they're the only two countries who are actually, you know, giving a shit. Yeah, we lead the world. Yeah. And just in case you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, when you have a chance, look up countries that are in line to bring to end climate and climate change. There are two countries in the world right now who are actually have programs in place and are taking steps to have the world come to 1.5%, no, 1.5 degrees of actual warming, uh, which is the lowest of any country, and it's Morocco and Gambia. They're both African countries. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is... And, and the worst on the worst list, by the way, like, the world's going to end in 2040 on that list, USA. Oh, oh <laughs> like, by far. <laughs> by far. Uh, <coughs> niggas here don't... Well, Folks here don't care one bit. Like, they'll say they care. They act like they care. But when you tell them what they got to give up in order to to save the, the, the planet. Yeah, like their air conditionings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me honestly... I have to go in my air conditioner in my house and watch my whole morale just drop. Like, yes, I am. Or like 80% planet. of the single-use plastics you have. Like, when you think about just a straw at the drive through is a legit problem for us. And people do not want to give up straws. Like, or they just this. started doing that here. Or this. Um, you know that Kerif machine that you have where you oh. get your coffee every morning? Yeah, that those, those plastic that, pods, not a good idea. Why don't we just go yep. back to the uh, coffee pots where you make the pot of coffee with the, the filters and all that kind of Cause, stuff? Because people are too good for that shit. Because, um, like, okay, so this we went to um, this one diner called the Sugar Shack. I don't know why I'm big up in them on my podcast, but we went to this one diner that we like to go to, and uh, the coffee there is, you know, the the um, drip coffee, 
And my girl was like really dissing it. And I realized for the majority of people in this area, like most of them are coffee snobs where you could probably put it in a Starbucks cup and they wouldn't say anything. They'd be like, oh, okay, this is fine. But because it comes from like they see it come from like a a drip filter, they're like, well, this is this is not how I prefer my coffee. And it's like, all right, come on. Like you can't fucking tell the difference. Like I could put them in the same cups and you would not be able to pick them apart as the which one is most expensive. But they try. I, I feel like snobs. I feel like the folks up there, when it comes to coffee, they're like the folks down here when it comes to wine. Like they just want to swish it all around and say, uh, "Oh, this has a uh, uh, earthy, nutty flavor rooted in the grounds of uh, you can tell when, flowers and." You can tell when Orhe planted this one that he was fingering his asshole because right? you can taste the rich urbanness of it. It's like fuck you. <laughs> bitch. Like it's fucking coffee. Like I get that there are some differences. I'm not that uneducated, but it's not to the point where you're like, well, I can't drink this this drip coffee. Go fuck yourself. Like it's just it's just so hard for me to drink. Yeah, okay. Like I I never want to get to the point where I'm too good for fucking poor shit. I just don't want to be that person. I just I don't so know. give me some ramen noodles and some rice and roni, nigga. Let's go. You know what? Top ramen is still the, <laughs> one of the best things in the world if you understand the rules, which is rule number one: throw away that fucking packet. Um, I say keep the packet, but you got to work it. Like, don't do, don't do the uh the fucking ratio they tell you because that's like terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> like like double the water and like really work your work your magic add some fresh vegetables mm-hmm. once you get the water to boil like add a, a touch of like actual stock if you have some it, it, you can you can do some fun stuff with it it's just you need to take a little bit of time with it to everybody who uh took our advice and by our advice i mean black people and started adding green onions and white onions to your top ramen Go go congratulate yourselves. I would say this. I would say go get a like go have a legit bowl of ramen from a place because there's like ramen Ooh, places. So good. Right. Go have a legit bowl of ramen and then come back and just try to recreate. Cause like I like to put an egg in mine now. Like I like to get it boiling and then drop an egg in the middle of it and like like literally let the egg cook up in the middle of the ramen. So like I feel like there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with it. Like just go get a go get ideas from other ramen places. And I mean in all honesty, all praise due to the ramen places, but niggas were poor before ramen places became uh, a thing in in in, in the United I'm, States. I'm going to I'm going to side eye that a little bit cuz ramen originated like in the 15th century in Japan. So like yeah, I got to side eye ramen that a shops bit. Yeah, ramen shop like ramen shops didn't make it to America, but that shit has that's been what I'm in, saying. In, in that's, Asia. That's what I'm for saying. For my folks here in California, like okay. shout out to the ramen places. But the first ramen shop that opened up where I was, or where I am, was like in 1998, maybe. Yeah, it just hit popularity uh, for real, for real. So that's maybe what I mean. Century. Like niggas were poor way before these ramen shops started showing up. And we just, every black person had to do something with Top Ramen. So you had the folks who went crazy with it and tried to add cheese. And then you, <laughs> had, the, then you had the sophisticated niggas who were like, I'm just going to put some pepper on it and some garlic and some green onions and some seasoning salt and see what happens next. 
because they had to stretch out that seasoning packet. So they used like maybe a dash of the seasoning packet and then the rest of it was just ingenuity. I think everybody does like some some crazy shit with ramen because like when I was overseas, uh, the kids that I used to teach would buy a packet of like ramen, like top ramen, break the noodles up and then pour the seasoning salt into it and shake it up and then just eat it dry like like it's like a snack. Oh, yeah. And yeah, like that shit. <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and they were like, ah, they would get the spicy one too. and be like, ah, ah, so spicy, so hot. They would just do that like all through class. That shit used to crack me up, man. <laughs> you would just hear a bunch of little kids in the back of the room just, ah, teacher, too spicy. Just all through class. <laughs> See, but at the same time, we had the thing where niggas were, and white people, you could tell white people were doing it because they had the, the ring around their mouth, um, taking dry <laughs> Kool-Aid and putting yeah. sugar in it and just going around the plastic bag and just dipping their finger in it and just so their finger yeah, was like all used to purple. sell bags that at school. Like in elementary school, like girls used to bring that shit to sell, like for seventy five cents a bag. And then there were, uh, so you could do that, and people were getting high off of that. But then they realized they could also put it in their hair and color their hair. Like ingenuity is amazing sometimes. So you would see like folks who would come in, their hair would be orange one day, and then the next day it would be purple. And you'd be like, "How they do that?" And they'd be like, "I just put Kool Aid in it." Oh, 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 oh. Well, okay. And you see someone come in and their hair would be green. Like, how did you do green? Like, I went swimming in a pool with too much chlorine. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, oh. Okay. Ew. <laughs> Nasty. I peed in that pool last week. That's <laughs> why there's so much chlorine in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, when I found out people peed in pools, I remember how many times I've, like, gone underwater and came up and spit water out of my mouth. And right. And like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. When you go underwater and you come up and piss is glistening all over your body. We've all been victimized. <laughs> I've uh, never been in a pool where the water turned a different color, though. I'm still I haven't saying either. That I, I, I'm not saying I peed in the pool. I'm just saying I always heard, like, every pool was like, if, everybody was like, at this pool, the water will change color. Somebody pees. Nah, everybody peed in the pool somewhere, and it never changed color around me. It never changed like, is color. There, in the is it like a special additive to the water? Yeah. But that's why you pee near the intake. Like you go to you go, <laughs> you go to the side, pretend like you're talking to some on someone, and you're just peeing by where the water goes in to be filtered. You're, you're you pee peeing, right there. You're peeing while you talk to someone. Yeah, oh, right, absolutely. That's why you pretend to talk to someone. So you just like pretend to listen. Like mm-hmm, 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 yep. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just peeing yep oh my god like what conversation makes you want to pee on that person no or just I guess if there happen to be person. someone if, if there happen to be someone right there by the intake other than that no. like I'm Did just going swim to in the pool? dude I swim where would y'all swim in R. Kelly's pool oh god <laughs> I don't even know that's enough I don't know if that's enough for a horn. That's just savage. <laughs> I don't know, but for some reason, I just really thought R. Kelly, like, like as soon as you said I would be pretending to have a conversation, I immediately thought of R. Kelly just talking to somebody like, oh, how you enjoying the pool? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's just peeing all into the pool while the girl's, like, splashing around in it. And he was like, yeah, this is, this is my fucking fetish. It's not a horn, I think. I think it's just fucking true. 
truly inappropriate. Like, God, like, just ruin the mood. Wait, how is it inappropriate for me to talk about it, but him to fucking do it? No, I'm like, just talking about. I, I'm not he has five million Spotify followers. How is it inappropriate for me to talk about it? I don't know. Just made my tongue. Because reasons. Right. So last night I went to a concert <laughs> with Nisha. Um, oh, who'd y'all see? Uh, Candy Dolfer. Okay, don't know who that is. Nope, yeah, sorry I, that I asked. I figured that that was going to be the result. Candy Dolfer is one of the uh, world's foremost uh, saxophone players. Um, she actually was uh, part of Prince's uh, groups uh, from like the 80s through the early 90s or through the mid-90s um, and was really like learned a lot of stuff from him. Um so you could see a lot of his elements in the performance she did last night. Um, and so it's not like when you think about saxophone and you think about jazz music, you might think about that Kenny G type music or something like that. But nah, she was rocking out. She she killed it. Um, and there was a point where she brought out a vocoder and was like, yeah, let's do this and started playing California Love. Um, oh, that's dope. And everybody was rocking out and everything. And... Nisha and myself and my Wait, mom. Wait, a vocoder attached to her saxophone? No, no, it was a completely different. She put down the sax okay. and then picked up the vocoder. Um, but Nisha and myself and my mom and, and Archie and then uh, some other folks who came with us were not all the way in the back because it was a really intimate event. It was a sax on the river, which is for breast cancer awareness. And so maybe like, 300, 400 people showed up and paid for the tickets and everything. So we were uh-huh. uh, in the, not, we were still in the lower deck, but we were closer to the middle. So we were able to get a good view of everything, but see everybody in front of us. I say all that to say that when she started playing California Love, everybody jumped up and started dancing. And I say all that to say that um, it, it, white women it's who are drunk. Song. White women who are drunk and dancing are still undefeated. It's literally one of the best things <laughs> in the world. Like this place, it's all about uh, breast cancer awareness. And one of the things they do is they sell expensive bottles of wine. So these folks were taking full bottles of good, good wine back to their seats <laughs> and without any food because they weren't selling food. They were just selling wine. What kind of wine was it again? Uh, good, good wine. I don't even know. I don't drink <laughs> wine. I just know that. What they is were... that from? Like, wait, what is that from? Isn't that like a. Isn't that like an OJ song? He's like, I want to get some good, good wine. Like, is, isn't that a song with that sin? I don't know. I, I can Google it. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'll I Google just it. know that it was something expensive that was going to get them off their shoulders. And there was no food available. The only thing that they were selling was one booth was open selling like tater tots and fish and chips. So these white women are appropriately slithered. They're drunk. And um, Cold, cold. I, sorry. Okay, continue. One... Uh, when when they started playing California Love, the white folks started getting up and start dancing. And I noticed that even if this one white woman was dancing like side to side or swaying side to side or whatever, every so often her right arm would just spastically pop up in the air for no reason. So she was just like moving her body side to side and then her arm would just pop out to the diagonal right like, yeah! <laughs> It was just like, why are you dancing like that? Because she's dancing in slow motion. And her right arm just kept pumping up, yeah, out of nowhere. And it was just hilarious to me to see this because 
the dude who was next to me was doing the same thing. Like, he was moving his body back and forth, just rocking his feet back and forth. And every so often, that right arm would just go up in a right diagonal angle. Like, yeah! And they'd always do that. You know what? You know what it always looks like to me? Um, whenever I'm out and there's a bunch of drunk white people dancing, it always looks like there's somebody behind them bloodbending. I got that reference because I saw uh, The Last Airbender. Oh, yep. yes, it does. Yep. Come on, Jad. I know you got that one. You were just talking about The Last Airbender a few seconds ago. Oh, no, I was, I was muted. I got it. But I was muted. But, yeah, the concert was dope. Just didn't get to eat any food because it cost, like, $10, $12 for a plate of fish and chips that wasn't worth it, so I just ate my mom's uh, leftovers. Yeah. Actually, have you noticed that, like, shit in general is starting to get, like, stupid-ass expensive? Yeah, because like, of all the tariffs that they're putting on everything, and the fact that people who are working to gather this food and whatnot are working, like, it, the, the price of the brick just went up everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Like, that shit is, like, me and my girl were talking about that last night. She was like, yeah, it's almost impossible to save anything now. Like, it feels like everything has just gone up exponentially as far as expenses. It's it's fucking frustrating. Indeed. I did not mean to just drop that fucking load of goddamn gasoline on the show like that. My bad. No, it's it's basically that whole... It's basically that whole thing about, um, you know, you see you see these memes every once in a while where it was like, this is a, you know, this is twenty dollars worth of food in I don't know 1990, and this is twenty dollars worth of food, and it just shows two like shopping carts, and there's like three things in now, and there's like a full fucking shopping cart. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bought two sandwiches uh, for tripling myself a couple days ago, and that shit costs like fourteen bucks. Right. Like I even Taco Bell, I remember like you could go to Taco Bell and just like a la carte your way to ten dollars and be a goddamn king. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't do that shit anymore, man. Like now it's like, oh, you got to bring a 20. You're going to need a 20 if you're going to eat like that again. It's crazy, bro. Like it's it legit is like like it's it's bad. You know what makes it even worse for me is the fact that even though the prices of food have gone up, my kids' appetites have not changed one bit. As a matter of fact, as Kid Awesome gets older, we're just adding more hungry mouths to the fray. So now I have uh, two teenagers and Kid Awesome, who is 11, who's eating like a little teenager, and food costs are a grip. Well, I mean, you could do like my sister did. And convert to Islam so you can have like be like, nope, you have to fast. God wants you to. I feel like when I got to Valhalla or wherever I was supposed to go to when I died, he'd be like, you, Really, you use me to save money, huh? <laughs> Wait, Valhalla is what you I've been watching Norsemen. <laughs> okay, it's like Valhalla is where you think the Muslims are going. I, I've been watching Norsemen. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. So how, how dope would it be if you just went to someone else's version of heaven and you just didn't know? Like, if you're Christian, you're going to end up in the Muslim heaven. <clears throat> and be like, but I can only fuck one of these 72 virgins. No, I thought Muslim. you only got the virgins if you uh, committed. Like... Well, it's, no, it's, it's, well, first of all, I think Christians are committing enough atrocities against non-Christians to right. get into. Yeah, I think they can get 72 virgins, what they're doing right now. 
But like, what if what if you got sent to the other person's version of heaven and like you just didn't know that was what happened? Like it all like everyone's right. They're just wrong about themselves for themselves. You're just you're just <laughs> popping up. In, you're just popping up into some heaven. Like I knew I should have taken a left at Albuquerque. Like right. <laughs> and that's that would be hilarious to me, just to see a Christian be like, okay, so you mean the whole seventy-two versions thing is real? Like, but I I only really what about my wife? <laughs> like she gets seventy-two versions too. And it's like, no versions. No, no, but that just means you gotta go through. You gotta go through deflowering and like the the initial pain and uncomfortableness uh, of. That's, that's that. a bit of a myth, by the way. Like, there's uh, a bit of a myth that there's pain and there's there's not like the myth that there is supposed to be pain and discomfort well, during just, a woman's first time is why there's pain and discomfort. It's like a self fulfilling prophecy that we all do to our to women basically. I, I've never had sex with a virgin, uh, but somebody else had sex with me when I was. So, first of all, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> secondly, well, everyone. Secondly, I'd like to apologize profusely for my all all encumbering lack of experience. Because I know my first time was horrible, and it was all my fault. So I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to go through that 72 times. No, move, yeah. move this way. No, well, no. It's not your first time. Well, oh, I guess it would be her. For her, she'd have to go through 72, 72 male versions of like, nope, nope, that's yep. too high. Yep. Too high. Mm-hmm. Too low. That nope. Wrong yeah. hole. Wrong. Yeah, too high. Too hole. high. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, and for her, would I assume be over in what's like 72 times seconds. 30? Yeah, it was 72 times 30, because I assume 30 seconds each. Yep. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everybody just disappears, and you're sitting by yourself in a room. Like, For eternity. Like, wrong it's hole. Like, uh, 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 next. <laughs> I I'm said a, wrong I'm hole. We'll uh, uh, run down the street for some even, sandwiches. You want anything? You didn't even get there yet. You were you were coming towards me. And, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hey, uh. I jizzed in my pants, so I'm just going to go. Hey, hey, <laughs> while I was watching you, uh, I thought about sandwiches, and then a nice cool breeze touched me, and I got to go clean up. Uh, 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 is this heaven? <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume for them. It seems like it's not so great for her. No. I think he was referring to that meme that he spoke about earlier. Yeah, and you just I know. kind of ruined the joke. I'm sorry. And so it's like, I think that I, I refuse to believe that that sounds in any way pleasant for uh, Muslim women or women of Muslim faith. But um, as with every religion, it seems like the women have been pushed to the side in this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they've been pushed into the like, what if they go and they just get turned into virgins every night? And that's oh, that that's their horrible. heaven. Yeah, that's their heaven. Or what if that's like their punishment for not being good people? And their heaven is they get left the fuck alone. Because in all honesty, they really never did say what happens to the ladies in this situation. They always just say that there'll be 72 virgins waiting for you when you get there. And people just always assume that they're guys. Like, why is 72 the number that we stopped at? Because they they wrote this right when the Bulls won that championship and went 72 and 2.
Love the gas, Meg. Uh, I just wanted to see how long that silence was going to last. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh no, let's just sit in this. <laughs> but seriously, like every religion, and I have oh not God, looked at. Took a shit in the pool. I have not looked at the. Uh, is it we're the all just Torah? watching the shit float around, like, oh. Oh, okay. Is that what we're doing? We're just diarrhea in the pool right now? Okay. <laughs> I never looked, I've never read the Torah, but I am quite certain that in that book as well, there's something completely uh, demeaning to women that lifts men up way higher than they need to go. Oh, yeah. Like, the Torah is just the first five books of the Bible. You have read the Torah. Oh, then, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, like the Torah is it, just the, because the Pentateuch is the first, Pentateuch would be like the first five books. Like, if you've read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteron- Deuteronomy, you've read the Torah and the Pentateuch. Now, there's other there's other shit, obviously, that comes on later, but you've, you've read a giant chunk of uh, Judaism's base. Then, yeah, I, I read the part of the Torah where uh, the guy was like, don't rape that angel, rape my daughter instead. Oof. Yeah. Or um, uh, there's one where like don't like during Sodom and Gomorrah don't like all the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, that's the one you're talking about. Like in mm-hmm. Sodom and Gomorrah, like a uh, lot was like, wait, wait, no, no, no. These people are visitors. You can't rape these these good men who came into the city. Take my daughters. Have your way with them. And then they fucking did. Yeah, these these people are visitors. They live here. Don't are they don't live here. Take the people who will have to walk amongst you every day for the rest of their lives. And they did. And he was wondering how the relationship was going to go after that. Um, There's also the one where, uh, so there was a concubine, like the same thing happens, like people want to like rape someone and he gives them his concubine. They rape his concubine all night until she comes like, you know, raped back to his doorstep in the morning and dies on his doorstep. So his response was to chop her up into 12 pieces and send her to each of the 12 tribes of Israel as, uh, I guess, like, look at what you did, mm-hmm. but he's the one who gave them his concubine in the first place, and also, he had a concubine, which means he just had a woman he kept on the side that his wife knew about and was cool with. Mm-hmm. That's all in the Bible. Like I said, women in Bible, no. Don't, that, mm-mm. It's not, mm-mm. Your best bet was you married somebody that was really into God, and he didn't beat you. Or your best bet was get stoned because you're having an affair and hope that Jesus just suddenly shows up and draws stuff in the dirt. Let he who has not sinned cast the first stone and all the guys who are standing there getting ready to stone this woman, all the guys, there were no ladies because he said, let he (coughs) think about it for a second. (coughs) And he's like drawing stuff in the dirt for a, a while because the guys are still struggling with themselves to figure out how they can say that they never sinned. Yeah. I, I just feel like in, in, in like if I could go back in that time, there was one person who was just like there for a long time, like just looking at her, just flipping a rock in his hand over and over again, trying to think about how he could say he hadn't sinned. And then he just walked away like, I'm going to get you next time. He ain't always going to be here. Right. But even in the Bible, like every woman that I, I, I saw in the Bible, except for maybe one 
maybe like Ruth, I think, were yeah. all um, damsels in distress, or else even Ruth was kind of damsel because remember the whole story of Ruth is that like her husband dies and so now she has no land to go to and no inheritance, and so she ends up like fucking a dude who's like twice her age just so she can get inheritance and have land and like her blessing for that is that she got to have uh like um it was a a, a a ancestor of david and technically therefore jesus that was her reward for fucking old dude mm-hmm. she got to have a kid mm-hmm. and it's everybody a doesn't like kids. place for women you know can we just dead that now that everybody doesn't like kids even people who have kids <laughs> Wait, are you trying to tell us something? No, no, but I know some folks who are just like, you know what? I really well, there are people who don't had want children who have them. Yep, because somebody will do something sinister, like poke holes in condoms or, or lie to her and say that, you know, I had a vasectomy or something like that. Uh, I've, I've spoken to like a couple of women who have gotten kids because of fuck shit. Like, on the part of the, the person who was having sex with her? Mm-hmm. Like, I, so I've heard... So I was at the barbershop, and I heard them talking about this, and I thought that it was a sarcastic situation. And I found out that there are legit dudes who are like, yeah, get her pregnant so that she doesn't leave you. Yep. They call them chain babies. What the fuck? People legit do that? Yes. Save the relationship, babies. If we have this baby, it'll make our relationship stronger. No, all that does is brings your kid into a house of hatred and abuse. Because nobody's going to love the kid. Yeah, because it's like y'all are too busy trying to work out your own shit. Mm-hmm. Actually, Joe Budden talked about it on one of his songs. Um, are you serious? Yeah. He was like, let's have a baby. And the oh, man, hold on. Talk about yourselves. I'll find the lyrics. But he talks about how his first child was so to to save his relationship with his with his girlfriend at the time. Yo, Scar, how do you feel about chain babies? Um, I've only known one person that uh, went through this, and uh, soon as soon as he found out that she was pregnant, and of course she got pregnant to trap him, he was out immediately. Oh, so it was a trap for her. No, I'm talking about like, what about dudes who are like using babies as traps themselves? Um, I mean, with the exception of me doing it to Oprah, like, because <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that doesn't count though. Because okay, I feel like, check this out. Like, then you don't get your wages garnished. I feel like Oprah doesn't count because she can afford that baby. I'm talking about what if, if if you can't afford a baby, she can't afford a baby, and together you can't afford a baby, but you're still trying to put a baby in her. That's okay, just irresponsible. Here's, here's the thing. Super. I, I, I just wanted to say that when y'all were talking all of that uh, Bible stuff, I left and came back. So I was <laughs> Go to Jesus. Oh. Uh, <sighs> uh. After all the court uh, cases, blame is in order. She's scared of me, hence the restraining order. Had to break up, but we made up. Family's mad at us, too. Let's have a baby, and then maybe they'll be having a truce. <laughs> this whole song is terrifying. him blaming her 
for everything. She acting rude, having her mood, screaming I'm pregnant like that's an excuse. Angie, naming the song, why not? I ain't trying to hear you now. I had to bounce. I can't be there for you, but I'll be there for the child. Trey, they had to cut. Mommy phoned me to clutch you. She was drugged up, still screaming, Joey, I love you. I don't know what's more egregious here. The fact that he's rhyming about this or that those rhymes are so weak. (laughs) Months pass. Here comes the cops again. She (laughs) threw my clothes up out the window and I end up on the build. I end up in the building on the cot again. Nah, not again. I see that she's my baby mother, but she's not my friend. (laughs) The last straw, it was apparent. We ain't working as a couple, but let's see if we can work as parents. Trey, you know that mommy used to use you against me, but she got a little better. She don't use you to tempt me. See me on TV now. Things got better. She says she's not. She says I'm not the same man that I was when I met her. She don't like Joe Button. Leave that for the public. She wants the same guy that she fell in love with. If she could ever turn it back to the past, that's all she asks when she's praying. If I came, if I came at her like I'm back, I know that's all she'll be saying is. And then it goes to the chorus. That is literally a victim shaming song. <laughs> That nigga's terrible. Like, that's someone's motherfucking life, bro. Like, fuck him. And if I'm her, I'm holding on to this song. Like, here's what your dad thought about you. And those weak-ass bars. (laughs) He couldn't even think of good bars. (laughs) Then again, then again, (laughs) let's be honest. Just the Two of Us by Will Smith was also weak-ass bars. Oh, yeah, but at least it was like a touching shit I can get behind. Like, I can't fucking get behind... Being a fuckboy, like <laughs> you can't, you can't get jiggy with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like at least two, just the two of us. It's like, oh, it's not great, but at least I can get behind a father saying how much he cares for his son and his family. How am I supposed to be like, yeah, I, I'm, I support this fuckboy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you supposed to bump this at your car, stop at the red light, and like hold your fucking head high? That's fuckboy shit. Like, he's a fuckboy, and he wrote a fuckboy song, and that's fuckboy shit. And, I mean, that's what it is. Indeed. I, I do want to point out that there... I mean, I'm, I'm, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, first and foremost. But there is a part in Just the Two of Us where Will Smith has nothing else to say, and so he says, Daddy loves you! Daddy loves you! <laughs> <laughs> and Daddy loves you. And Daddy loves you. Yeah, yeah. And now, and now that kid Don't is make the me one defend that just the two of us. Life. You know what? Okay, fine. Let me defend Just the Two of Us. That song was about a very sensitive subject. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wonder if that kid. I wonder if uh, his son is like, oh, but the other ones are the ones that you put on movies with you, right? The other I mean, ones are the ones who get the albums and all the cards and stuff. And I live with my mom in West Philadelphia. I mean, did he born and raised? Yeah, but I'm saying, did he want to act? I, I mean, I feel like I don't if know. he I wanted to, he did. could have. Yeah, like, I th- but that's what I'm saying. You feel like if he wanted to, like, he could have. I mean, he. He's Will Smith's kid. He he would have got a, a at least an audition. Yep, that's true. But I feel you. I mean, those other two do get a lot more attention and affection. But I mean, they're part of the current relationship, not the old one, which is 
actually really sad when you say it like that. Why am I so goddamn pumped? And it's sad that when the the new relationship comes, everything that's with the old one doesn't so much get pushed to the side, but doesn't get nearly as much attention. Right. But the but the other kids are uh, like both of their parents are artists in some way, shape, or form. What was what is what is his mom like the 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 first mom? What did she do? Was she just? I don't know. Let's see. Hold on. Because like I mean, you make a solid point because Jada is an artist, Will is an artist, both musically and and performance. So like I I mean maybe that's maybe they just both have strong performance genes. I mean, I heard Jaden's new album. I thought that shit was hot. He's like doing features on other people's songs now. That's weird as fuck. Sharif Fletcher uh, is an actress and a producer known for Our Journey, When the Time Comes, and O Drama. Her net worth, people, is $6 million. So, Scar, (laughs) I don't know if that holds weight. Just because, in this case, both of his parents are also artists. Yeah. I guess. Never mind. No, I mean, like, it's... It could just be he 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 didn't want any piece of it. We don't know what he saw. Because, like, I mean, remember, both his parents were actresses, and they did not have a good relationship. It could be something that he just didn't even want to be part of anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be surprised how much seeing, like, something like Hollywood wreck your family makes you just not want to fucking even touch that shit. Also, he grew up under the spotlight without both parents. So it was like all it was was just a bad relationship and people asking him questions like, does your dad talk to you? Does he care about you? Does he love you? I bet you Joe Budden doesn't talk to his son. Nah. He's a fuckboy. I thought we established that. Fuckboys don't talk to their children. And if they do, they'd say some fuckboy shit like, you know, I never wanted children, right? Right. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Like, he's a fuckboy piece of shit. Like, I don't even give a fuck who knows that he's a fuckboy. I feel like at this point, why do you fuck with him anymore? Like, because I don't he's on those stupid-ass TV shows. Like, real talk, I feel like the, the worst people in the world can be redeemed if they go on a reality TV show. And I, I think guess, that that's like, I think that that's a a true indicator of where we are as a society that somebody who does horrific stuff can go on a reality TV show and be redeemed because indicator see, or indictment, huh? Indicator oh, it or could indictment. be either. It could be either. Yeah, it could. Um, indicator works as so does indictment. But people will go on there and all of a sudden just be show their best face whenever the cameras are on them and all of a sudden they're oh they're such a nice person or people can go on there and act their worst when the camera's on them and oh they're such a real person i like them but it's like they're still a horrible person yep they're not trying to become better like we need to make that distinction Motherfucker's not trying to be a better person. And, like, I really kind of stopped fucking with him when he started having the whole beef with Amigos because that shit was all just fueled by his own jealousy and his ego. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's some fuck shit. Like, when I can understand. There's, there's some real reasons to be mad at Amigos, by the way. Like, if you really want to take an a issue with them, there's, like, legitimate reasons. Uh, fucking, well, no, nah, fucking Takeoff is shooting at the cops in the guy, on the goddamn highway. That's irresponsible That's a Travis Scott shit. song. Yeah, but, like, he fucking did that shit as well. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he also got into it. He's, like, literally... Like, the no, I meant, what, parts I meant what Rashani was doing was the Travis Scott song. Oh, okay. And then, like, with fucking... Uh, what's what's his name? The one that uh, had the baby? Offset? Offset. 
just the fact that he doesn't understand what fucking fidelity means and like being responsible with his goddamn dick, like that. Uh, and then Quavo, actually, I got no issues with Quavo. He's pretty cool. But except <laughs> like, everyone, everyone says he just put out an album. I'm guessing, and yeah, most Quavo people Hunt. are it's saying it's terrible. Like it him is, by himself is it's not. not good. Like it's I, in, in a lot of his songs, he gets eight by the people who are on the songs. A lot of the songs with him by himself, like he's just not. Like it, it, to be fair, he said himself. I don't know what I'm supposed to sound like by myself. I'm still trying to figure it out. And, and it sounds like it. It's like him just kind of doing like his Quavo thing. And it's just not. I wonder how much longer uh, this brand of rap has in under itself. And I, I started wondering that right about the time I heard Ape shit. And I was like, this is OK. But if y'all are writing this shit for everybody else and everyone else is doing what y'all do. The market gets flooded with y'all. Like, I don't know if we can listen to y'all do these goddamn two bar verses forever. But as I was saying, there are legitimate reasons to dislike the Migos, and there's legitimate reasons to talk shit about them. But talking shit about them because you just don't like their brand of rap is bullshit. True. And I just can't fuck with Joe Button on so many levels. And then when they when they were talk when I saw a meme about uh, Quavo's album, and it's just um, it's just what you call it uh, a clip from uh, damn it what the fuck is his name um, the one that's on the show with uh, Skip Bayless oh Stephen A Smith no they they not they haven't been on the show together for years well, that's why I always think I was being on the show with him oh. Um... I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. Let's just gloss. Yeah, but it was basically a, a just cuts from one of their episodes of him just saying, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yes. And like, there's not one banger on that entire. Like, so they need one song that's like, okay, this is the goddamn banger, right? Like, every album needs one. There's At not least... one banger on that entire album. And like, I tried Shannon to. Shannon Sharp. To it. Shannon Sharp. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. I tried to listen to it, like I really did. Like I, I heard when it came out. Uh, I was up Friday at work. I was like, all right, I'll listen to this. And like I really was just kind of going through and like fast forwarding. And the best verses on his album are not his, and that's 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 a real I, I, problem. And that's weird because like Quavo can't make a good album, but with with at least one banger. And I found at least two on the Lil Wayne album. Yeah, and the Lil Wayne album wasn't bad. Like it just I, wasn't great. Like it was just kind of. It was mediocre. It was mediocre, and I feel like at this point we can't really accept mediocre from Wayne because we know he's better. I think it was. I think it's uh like did he re-record some stuff because you know this album has been made for quite some time and it's being yeah. it was being held up. Like did he re-record some stuff because like all of that stuff seemed old. Yep. Like is maybe putting the album on hold was the greatest disservice that that baby could do to him. I also wonder, like, like how much time did he actually invest in this album? Because I mean, it feels like he hasn't put time in in on the album in like maybe since what Dedication Three was the last one that was like okay, like good. It is it's, it's, it's clear he tried. 
Like, you know what I mean? It's clear he tried, but I think he is uh uh tapped out. I think I think he's a relic of a bygone era at this point. Like he's trying to he's trying to do some of the things that the younger people are doing right now, and he's not them. In fact, he's like probably a- in, in fact he's probably, you know, there's there's always been rumors that he's actually much older than he claimed. Yeah. Um but it's just it just didn't work. And I, I hope, I hope, I hope he can put out a decent, uh, he can follow this with a decent mixtape of some actual, like, current stuff. And actually, like, follow this with a with a decent dedication. Like, we haven't gotten a decent dedication since the one you just mentioned. Um, yeah. So, like, let's, let's, let's follow this with a decent dedication. Let's, let's, let's put something behind this. But, I, I just okay. So obviously, I, I think he's. Mm-hmm. I think you're right I, I, when you said he was a relic of a long gone era. I think you're correct because, truthfully, he has that's his style of rap. Like he's never been the type who could keep up with like when things changed and progressed, right? So, like, when he was at his height, he's like, oh, my God, he's the best lyricist ever. But then uh, after things started going forward, like, Jay-Z went forward, Eminem went forward, Busta went forward. Like, everyone else kind of progressed and evolved. Like, remember, Busta kind of started doing, like, the, the super speed rap and then yeah, got I'm really just, good yeah, at that shit. Yeah, I'm just going to be really, I'm just going to rap really fast. <laughs> yeah, Eminem started going hella technical. And, it, you know, for its, it, its ups and downs, like, when everybody was rapping about, like, that real ass, like, here's the shit that's happened on the streets rap, when everyone was doing that fucking shit, it, it, it was great because that was his thing. When everyone started, like, moving towards, like, I'm gonna become a much more technical lyricist, I'm gonna become uh, someone who's, whose thing is just, I'm a fucking speedster, or even, like, I'm just gonna become a person who now is all about braggadocio and just being, like, like uh, opulence, because that's really what Jay-Z did. Jay-Z went from, like, I'm talking about that drug shit to being, like, opulence. It's the it's the rappers who were able to evolve successful successfully that are still doing it, and you can see the ones who couldn't like didn't make it. I feel like uh, what's his name? Goddamn, Fifty didn't make it. I feel like like there's you can the rappers from that era who were doing yeah. that that Fifty real got talk. complacent. Like he's he, like for real. Like I don't think since, Fifty wanted to evolve. Yeah, I, he didn't it, have to very do anything. Much so. Like yeah. he didn't have to do it. He just he, he being fifty was enough for him. Like fifty cent being fifty cent was enough. It was like I got the, shot nine then, times. And then the vitamin water thing happened, and it was just like, eh. like that award show where there were some technical issues, and he just said, um, "Vitamin water, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing to say anymore." Like that's that's what happened, like to him. Yeah, like, but that's why he's claiming bankruptcy right now, though. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he didn't t- he didn't take care of his money, but well, uh-huh. he didn't revenue stream any of that shit. Like he, he he got a giant payment, and instead of like putting his money back out to work for him and continue to like maintain as many streams of revenue as he could, he now he's broke, or he has less income than he has expenditures because that's really what bankruptcy is and debt. Yeah. But I think that's I, I really feel like that's what happened a little way. And there's a bunch of rappers that happened to like there was one really big one. Oh, uh, fucking Nas. I feel like that's really what hit Nas harder than anything else. 
No, he, Nas, Nas is a victim of his own beat picking. If he picked better beats and did the exact same thing, he, I, I think his his career would have been. I think his 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 career on top would have been longer. Okay, like, like which, his, which the, beats the, are you holding music, him to specifically? The, like after after it was written, like the beat selection has been um like like there's very few like bangers yeah. in it like there's there's nothing that's um reaching you sonically because his style does not reach you sonically like you have to actually like if you really want to be a Nas fan you have to really think about what he's saying uh and sometimes not so much like the like the very first song on the last Nas album where he started talking about all kinds of uh, shit when you first like if if I got to hit Google to try to verify your facts, <laughs> that means I'm not listening to you. And as yeah. I'm not listening to your music when like you start talking about all kinds of shit and I'm just like, yeah, man, let me hit my Google machine and see what's going on here. Like, because I, I don't think this I don't think this is right. Like when you the moment you say oh, I don't know Nas like I think you kind of speaking out your ass right your, your retelling of events right because like the 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 thing about the Migos is they can say anything because their beats are always slamming and like the, not always but I, I know what you mean like their their beat selection is amazing that's um, subjective the, the, yeah well I will say approval. this like, their 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 hits are all like fucking bangers but if you start listening to albums, you start realizing that their beat selection is not always amazing. And goddamn trap music is 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 really hit or miss for me. Trap music can like sometimes there's some trap songs I hear and I'm like goddamn like and, and it's just like it grabs you by your balls. There's some trap music I don't give a fuck about because it, it's just too much fucking trap music. You know what I mean? No, like it, 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 well, too no, much it space. It, it, well, for me it depends because like I didn't I didn't care for Migos very much. Until I listen to it in the car, which is a completely different experience. It's a completely different listening experience. Or some um, solid headphones. Yeah. And, and then, like, it's, it's just like Nas is just really, really terrible at this. And, like, I, I, I need him to, like, sit down with a producer that we know can make the kind of bangers that people actually want to hear and let that dude produce a whole album for him. Like, Nas teams up with. I was gonna say Timbaland, but then I, I changed my mind. Yeah, because that's how we got shorty. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what song that I really do love by Nas? Uh, fucking heaven. That song is actually pretty dope, and that's that's an example of like if you put him on a beat with a little bit of like, a little bit of bass to it, and like a legit like fucking like melody. He can kill. I think you might be on to something with that. Actually, I think I'm you're right. Like his beat selection is, is shit. I'm a big yeah. Fan of the world is yours. I used to love. It was the one that had like the. Uh, it sounded like uh, the Michael Jackson song. Is it Genesis? Mm. I just know the X- world is yours and life's yeah. a bitch. Those are my two favorite not songs because why not? Oh, and maybe halftime. Oh, and New York State of Mind. Basically, the first album. All the rest of my knowledge. <laughs> Now I, I I personally like it was written better. As a, as a personal choice, 
because the, there was nothing on Illmatic better than shootouts. Period. Like I, I, no, I just it ain't hard to tell. It ain't hard to tell. Is my favorite Nas song. I think mine. It mine is Nas is like. That was not bad. I like that one. And then um, uh, the the Kanye the, the, con- the oh fuck no um the Kanye <laughs> joint uh the Kanye joint still dreaming the way that shit flows I really dig that. And fuck Kanye. Uh, yeah, I, I mean now, Forever. but like back then. Forever. No, I, I'm not even listening to his shit anymore. I actually went. Well, I did this some time ago. I went and pulled him out of like I deleted every Kanye song and every playlist I had, and it was just like I'm not fucking with him no more. I kind of wish Spotify let me have a. I don't fuck with these people anymore. Don't let them show up in anything that I shuffle. I think um, he he had a song. Well, actually, he has a uh, a couple songs that were produced by Chris Webber um, that weren't bad. Not like the Chris Webber. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Chris Webber makes music. Yes. Get the fuck out of here for real. Are you fucking with me right now? No, I'm blunt ashes. Are you fucking serious? I did not know this. Yeah, Chris Webber. Like, basketball Chris Webber. Yes, that Chris Webber. Tall-ass, goopy Chris Webber. Yes. Really? I thought thought Blunt Ashes was okay. How did I not know Chris Webber? This is... What the fuck? So confused. And then, um... The the in that the the one song that I know of that he did for Will Smith actually was a decent song for Will Smith. So Jay, but it, but I've it, been, it, I, go ahead. Wait, just cruising. Just cruising. Yeah, no. Right. Uh, pretty much all of uh the first Will Smith album, right? Like, right it was it was it was it was it was Willinium, right? That he that he did a lot of writing on. I thought he did uh, for Big Willie style. He wrote pretty much everything on Big. Oh, Willie it's style. Big Willie style. No, no, Jay Z wrote Big Willie style. Was that Jay Z? What? I thought Nas did both. I don't think Jay Z wrote anything for. Well, I didn't think he did. I thought Nas had a bunch of uh, ghostwriting on that, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Yep, cause I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually putting like Big Willie style ghostwriting. <laughs> Nas co-wrote songs on Will Smith's Big Willie style, according to Stop the Breaks. Yeah, yeah, it was Nas. Jay-Z wrote, uh, Ghost wrote for Bugs Bunny, though. Yes. Which is one of the dopest goddamn songs of all time. I still love that song. Fight me. Nah, I'm okay. Uh, So, Jay, what I would like to do is uh, you take your best playlist on Spotify and I take my best playlist on Spotify and I listen to your best playlist and you listen to my best playlist for a week and then we talk about that shit. Okay. I'd be down for that. I don't know if I'll give you my best, but I'll give you the one that I probably listen to the most. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, you can, at, at fact, you can see the one cause that I listen to the most because it's public. Um, it's, I gotta do a search for uh, to be young and black in America. Oh, I thought it was if my life was a movie. Um, well, I listen to those a lot, but those are as if my life were a television show. Like those were, uh, those are like basically me 
um, chronicling what's happening to me at each point in my life, like every year of my life. And I started doing that like when I was in Korea. Uh, and then I made one for the first year of Seattle, the second year, and the third year. So those are all kind of personal for me, actually. Uh, the one that I, I probably listen to the most and that is not like doesn't have a lot of personal significance to me would be uh, to be young and black in America, a.k.a. we don't qualify for the American dream. It was a.k.a. niggas don't qualify for the American dream, but I got flagged by uh, Spotify. I didn't know you could get flagged by Spotify when they have thousands and thousands of songs on there that have nigga all through them. Well, apparently someone saw it and reported it. So thank you, that one person who decided that I was the fucking problem and, you know, not all those goddamn people who were hanging and lynching black people and shooting them in the streets. In America. Yeah, this country. I, I've been to Korea. It was lovely. But yeah, so... I think that if one. you had to pick your favorite type of uh, food, what kind is it? I think mine is still Mexican food. Italian all day. Oh man, red sauce Italian all day. Oof, Mexican food though, all that goddamn cheese and beans, like it's so good. And there's like you can get burritos or tamales. Yeah, I think it might be Mexican, like tamales, burritos. I really love Korean, but man, Mexican, like I can I can eat Mexican anytime. I have to be in a mood for everything else. No, I can pretty much eat Italian anytime. It's the opposite for me. But yeah. you can give me a tamale right now, and I will kill that shit. You know what? There's this place around the corner that makes fresh tamales, uh, and then there's people who are walking up and down the block selling fresh tamales. Mm, those uh, jalapeno or chili and cheese tamales. Yeah, the chile chile relleno. I think Boy, it is. Boy, let me tell you, I love those. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah, no, all day Mexican. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy Italian, and I could see how that would be a choice. But all day Mexican. Like, and it doesn't even have to be like, like I've had. Well, no, I've had bad Italian food, and it was okay too. But no, all day Mexican, man. Italian just can't can't fuck with those rice and beans, man. Yeah. Fresh cilantro. I mean, I can eat. I I love Italian. I do. It's like my second favorite. I th- nope, it's not. Because nope. pho goes. <laughs> pho is crazy. Pho goes hard. So it, it would be uh, Mexican, and then I guess Vietnamese with pho. Mm-hmm. Um, Indian, because I love me some goddamn curry. Uh, Thai, Chinese, and Korean tied together, because I, I like those. Uh, teriyaki, which would be Japanese. And now we're at Italian. <laughs> And if we count pizza as Italian, it it jumps up like maybe five spots. But if we're just Italian, that's where we are. I like those are the things I want before I really want Italian. Because I find that when I have Italian, it's like a very exact thing that I want from Italian. Whereas with Mexican food and with Chinese food and with (laughs) like all these other foods, Indian food... There's such a huge variety of things I can get. With Italian food, it's either tortellini or it's stuff from the old spaghetti factory, which I don't even think counts as Italian food. 
Yeah, I think that might just be a, a problem with the actual lack of diversity in Italian food in this country because it is like red sauce or cream sauce and variations of like how this cream sauce is going to taste or how this red sauce is going to taste. That feels unfair. No, I think you. I think it's the truth. But I mean, that's like French cuisine. Like I, I have had it and I like it, but it's it's really specific. Yeah, I don't know about no French cuisine. French cuisine well, is great. The toast. <laughs> yeah, sublime. the toast. The, uh, but like... Uh, croissants? Croissants. croissants. Beignets. Yeah, and a lot of actual like stuff like that. Creoles do like a lot of the like gumbo and etouffee. Like a lot of it has like French roots in it. That's why like the roux is involved. And like it's got like the Holy Trinity in it. Like it's... It's got the roots of French, like French cooking. Nigga. And I love me some gumbo. Nigga. Right? Etouffee? Goddamn crawfish etouffee? Nigga. <sighs> and I can't get it here. There's no way. Like, I have to. <laughs> they don't it believe in it there. They barely believe in seasoning. Nigga, you know how much I, I want. Like, I have to. I had to start making my own biscuits. Because I can't. There's this place. Like, you know, Sugar Shack. We talked about it before. The only thing that the most egregious thing that they do is that they make like this sweet like sausage gravy, and that sounds exactly like or tastes exactly like it sounds. It's the fucking worst. Yeah, I, I miss I real. I miss real biscuits and gravy, man. Right. I went to where was I? Somewhere, and they made that sugar sausage gravy shit. And what the fuck is this? The fuck yeah. is this bullshit? Like, why oh is this well, sweet? we use maple sausage. Fuck you. Thank you. Like, why is this sweet? Why the fuck can I taste sugar in this, you assholes? You better give me my pork <laughs> sausage that tastes like pork the fuck and spices. Uses, who the fuck uses maple sausage? Nigga, these the motherfuckers here. I, I love the West, but when it uh, comes to sausage, they are off their dumbasses. Like, it's it's fucking sweet gravy. Like, why the fuck would I want this? And it ruins everything it touches. It like I, I have to put hot sauce in the gravy to like fucking survive it's i fucking hate everyone involved in that dumbass decision mm-hmm. uh thank you i thought i was the only person who noticed that like I'm, maple like, sausage I'm, I'm just, right now maple sausage just sounds all kinds of wrong maple no, it's like, delicious it, it, but not, it, look, not in gravy let's be honest let's be honest um maple sausage in certain situations is okay like if you're eating waffles or pancakes and you already got oh. syrup then having maple sausage maple flavored sausage is okay because your sausage is going to get into the syrup and it's going to taste like maple anyway Correct. but then when you have maple sausage and you try and fit it into literally anything else a frittata gets <laughs> in gravy oh god fucking just i just want a sausage and egg sandwich and you want to be like have some maple sausage bitch <laughs> what the fuck is that's maple not sausage? what i asked for <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is juice wait wait does does the does the maple and sausage thing matter with mcgriddles it, actually i feel like that in, that would make it better it like, that would make the mcgriddle but again yeah. that's a pancake with syrup but then again but then again i i, I rarely get sausage mcgriddles it's always bacon like get the bacon I always get the sausage because actually I prefer sausage to bacon. If I have to like pick a breakfast meat and a 
a sandwich, mind you. I prefer sausage to bacon. You know what? I'm Honestly, a I'm a sausage I'm a, or everything else except McGriddles. I'm a I'm a ham steak type person. Oh, nice. I will take it, but that. But it's, it's hard to get it because because if you can get to one of those old school country restaurants to give you that yeah. huge slab of ham, that salty ass piece of ham that's exactly. so good. Exactly, and you cut it up and you get your you get your eggs and cheese, and you get the <laughs> you get the the sausage. The, the the ham slice or the ham steak. They call uh, it a ham steak, y'all, with a bone in it. <laughs> it is fucking hard as shit, but it's salty, hard, and good. Oh my god, I love you so much right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you cut it up. Look, you get that you get that good ham steak and the, the eggs with cheese, and that's all you need. If you get sourdough toast, bruh, yeah. it's uh, over. Uh, you know what the most disappointing thing ever was for me? I went to Burger King and I got a ham, like a ham biscuit because I was excited they had it, and they did like, it was like deli sliced ham so it was like thin sliced ham that had been stacked up and heated up Ugh. i was furious when i got that shit i was like well, are you fucking kidding me like this is not a ham biscuit or a ham this is not how you prepare ham for the morning i need to be an inch thick and salty as fuck <laughs> and fried hard on both sides hold it down smush fry it turn it over hold it down two minutes smush fry it both sides do it again put it on put the cheese on it while it's still in the griddle, take it off, put it on my biscuit, put eggs on top of it, make the biscuit, wrap it, give it to me, I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. I was a long set of instructions. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it has. I mean, with 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 ham steak, like it has to be slightly over fried. Oh, so good when it's like that. Yeah, like fried bologna. Oof. I feel like you just it's the problem is people keep trying to introduce like sugar into savory situations right. and it's a dumbass it's a problem. Like stop it, people. It's it's almost an act of terror, and I say that hesitantly because I realize that terrorism is a real thing. But it feels like terrorism. When you like pour maple syrup in my grits, it's like like why it's, are you why are you No, no, here you go. Here you go. I got you. It feels like domestic terrorism. Okay, there we go. That's correct. It's like, why are you taking a shit on my heritage, bro? Why? Yeah, that's how I feel, honestly. And this is never going to be a popular subject, I know. But after growing up where I grew up and growing up how I grew up, having sugar in my grits is not ever not a horrible experience for me. I I, I understand why people do it. It's just not for me. I, all we need is some salt, pepper, and yeah, some butter. Yeah, I'm not going to fault people straight. for doing it. It's, there, it's how they were brought up. Yeah. But it's like there's certain things that because I was this way, now when I see other things happening, like when I was a kid, we were struggling. And so the friends that we had, their parents were also struggling. My mom had to drop us off to our friends' houses uh, because their parents would pretty much watch us while my mom went to work. And so for breakfast, they would have sugar with or rice with sugar in it. And I've heard of it. I've done it. Couldn't yeah. do it. I just couldn't. The only way that my grandma made rice was with butter and 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 salt and pepper. And they would make rice with butter and sugar. And the one thing that I can say that I picked up from being around other kids that I still would use if I was in that sort of a, if if I was had a hankering for it, which I haven't in a long time. Putting a piece of to or a piece of bread into the toaster, toasting it, putting butter on it, and then slathering that shit with sugar. Yeah, that is actually pretty and you know, a little bit of cinnamon. No, you got, yeah. yeah, I was about to say you gotta put some cinnamon on that Make shit. Make a cinnamon roll basically. 
Yeah. I used to do that. Or like uh, if you want to go savory, do the butter and then uh, hit it with the garlic salt, garlic bread. Mm-hmm. I used to always do that, uh, like my, toast my bread in the oven because then it would get like fucking crunchy. Go croutony. And if you put the butter on early, it'll like soak into the toast. You have like crunchy, toasty, buttery bread. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like when when you when you broke, like you do stuff like toasted peanut butter and jelly because like mm. for some reason that shit makes it <laughs> for some, right. For some reason that shit makes it like spectacular when you ain't got shit else to do with it. Right. Um, uh, you grilled a uh, grilled uh, like you do a grilled cheese, but it's grilled peanut butter and jelly. That's the best. You know yeah. what? I've never tried it before, but guess what I'm doing for lunch today? Should is so damn good. I'm eating steak. <laughs> I'm I'm not. <laughs> I'm um, rich, nigga. <laughs> no, because Amazon has that treasure truck thing, and a, and a couple days ago, the treasure truck was 14 ounce ribeye steaks. So oh, I nice. bought it for like 27 dollars, two 14 ounce ribeye steaks. So they've been just sitting in the refrigerator for like oh, a dope. day. So I gotta cook them. Uh, cook them up, slice them up, rub them down. Oh no! Um, <laughs> but fellas, uh, to change the subject onto something a bit more, just this is fucked up. They're about to free Ray Caruth. Yeah, Ray Caruth has served his time, and he's about to get out of jail. I mean, is, this, uh. is, is it like? I mean, did he not serve his time? Like, he is But I'm saying, like, we we're, we're making it seem like, oh my god, we're about to introduce a menace back on the streets. But we like, he, that nigga showed I'm, absolutely no remorse, like none. Yeah, but does he have to? You're saying if he ser- if he served his time, does he have to? Look, if I serve my time for doing something and I never apologize or anything, and I get out, am I a good person? Yo. No, but do you say the same thing for anyone else that gets out of prison? Fuck yeah. Yo, yes. Scar. Scar. Ray Cruth is moving next door to where your daughter lives. How do you feel about it? That's the point. I don't know. Yeah, and that's kind of the point. Like, serving time doesn't mean that they're a changed person. It just means and they were in there they're because they... Yeah. It, they honestly, were. what it means when they serve their time means they weren't good enough to get out for good behavior. 100%. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be an asshole here and say, like, treat people who have gone to jail like they're pieces of shit. But, like, our rehabilitation system doesn't rehabilitate anyone. Exactly. And this sure as shit didn't rehabilitate him. It just stashed him away. They did an interview with that nigga a couple years ago where he was not at any way, shape, or form anything. He still blamed the grandmother. Yeah. He still added like, it. He didn't but do like, it. But what, what he did, it's not like he went like on a rampage. He, he, he murdered his son's mom. Right. But like, it's because not... Because he uh, found out she was pregnant. Okay. So... In this in this case, the person that he harmed was one person that was close to him. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he just that's worse. Like it, I, yeah, that's but, worse. That's like, worse. Like if you go on a to rampage, him, he, you kill strangers. Okay, to, but he killed someone that he fucking knew and an undead love. baby. Nigga, that's worse. That's fucking worse. 
But I guess How is it better to kill strangers? Yeah, but, First of all, but you asked me you, on a scale, but how but is you asked me versus killing loved ones better or worse? Ask me how would I feel if he moved next to my daughter? As long as my daughter doesn't get pregnant by him, I think she's safe. I'll just say this: love didn't stop him from killing anyone else. How is indifference going to stop him? Right. Just don't get pregnant by the dude. But I'm saying, like, how is indifference going to stop? How do you know he doesn't have some legitimate, like, mental health issues? How do you know that? Wait, 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 wait. Not going to let that one come into it. Not, not. Okay, okay. No, no, we'll slide, we'll slide. I'm just saying, like, like he's assuming that he's not that he's he's assuming that he understands the ranges of his his behavior. And I'm just trying to say, no, you don't. You don't. Yeah, the dude might be just a sociopath. A hundred percent, and not just that, but also, like, it's not like he's shown some remorse. It's not like he he even as a man stood up and said, "Well, this is something I did. It was a poor mistake. I I am extremely sorry for it," and is is doing his time in penitence. He's just locked up because the law put him away and now he's out. And, and that talk, is a concern. Real talk, there's niggas who I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. There's niggas who are walking around right now who their only crime was doing some dirty shit to a friend or family member of mine. They didn't go to jail for it. They just walking around and it wasn't really that dirty of stuff. They just, I heard from a third party that they were talking about somebody or they were talking dirty, and I still don't fuck with them. And you're telling me I should be cool with Ray Caruth, who murdered a nigga? I didn't say be cool. You said he's probably, (laughs) he served his time. The only person that I was able to forgive, or not even forgive, because I wasn't really, I wasn't even mad at Mike Vick. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Because when that happened, if first you, of all, when that happened, I was still young. And secondly, that nigga was the, the best quarterback on NFL Street and Madden. So I was like, a dog? Whatever. That's the only nigga who I was like, he served his time. Everybody else But any niggas. person who thinks he killed the dog is a moron. But he ran the company. He yeah, paid. He, he, he was the money it. man. Mm-hmm. He, financed he financed it. it. He did it. Michael Vick didn't come home. He was time that someone he was, for financial. He was in Atlanta. He was he, he had no reason to go to fucking Surrey. And his house was in his house was in Hampton. His house was in Hampton. He paid for the house. He paid for the business. And he bet on the fights. If you think that he actually put his hands on a motherfucking dog, you are out your damn mind. The money man does not like. Why would why would he himself? kill a dog that was not performing well. That doesn't make any fucking sense for anyone to believe. But he pled to it so he wouldn't get hit with the gambling. Yeah, but the, the point is, though, is that it, of of people that we feel did their time and we're okay with, Michael Vick falls in that category. Mm-hmm. Ray Cruz is not for me. Mm-hmm. And, I I, and, I and it puts me in a weird place because, like, I mean... I don't know all the particulars of his situation, but the things that I have seen makes me because I I don't feel like they're doing like let's do a mental health check on him before he leaves the prison. No, they're just basically like, all right, well your time's up. Sign here. Here's all the shit you walked in with. There's the door. Good like, luck. 
not even good luck. Just we'll see you again fucking six months, nigga. <laughs> like that's I, I just I'm just saying like maybe he's changed, but the warden see is, evidence of it. The warden is like that nigga at cookout that I used to go to when I worked in um when I worked in Norfolk. There was I used to go to cookout for lunch, and the the manager dude will always give me my food. And was like, all right, see you tomorrow. And I was like, you know what? I might be I back that. tomorrow. I might be I back tomorrow. That. You know what? That's that's you. You did that. Like, I don't hate it. Like, it's like, huh? I might actually be back tomorrow. And most of the time, I was. Because cookout is great. If you say to me, "See you tomorrow," or "See you later," I will actually avoid coming back to your store for a, a like a longer period of time than I normally would. Like, I there's a Seven Eleven down the street. Uh, from where I work, and I you know, walk down there and like grab snacks and walk back. And the dude was like, "All right, see you tomorrow." And I didn't go back to that Seven Eleven for like a month and a half. So I was like, "Fuck you! You won't see me tomorrow." Like I, I don't know why that bothers me so much, but I fucking hate when people do that to me. Like I, and I won't come back to your establishment if you're like just friendly saying to me like, "See you tomorrow." And I realize there's something wrong with me because of it. You come back the next day like he didn't see me, did you? Came back on Thursday. You thought I was coming back on Wednesday. I'm not your slave. Like, it sounds like kind of comical, but like, that's what happens no, in I'm my head. Serious. Really? Yeah, that's really what's going on in my head in most cases. And I don't understand what makes me feel that way, but I just know that I am like that. Like, don't tell me what to do. Basically, it's like it's 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 small things there's always there's always one small thing or maybe more than one small thing that will literally just buck up against and we don't know why it's just something that happens automatically and it's okay. your trigger oh, no I, all right i have to be honest so i lied i do know why that happens i just i'm not super comfortable talking about it so here we go the reason that happens is because i do not care for people to think that they know me i don't like being labeled but I really hate when people feel like they know me well enough to predict what I'm going to do. And I don't know. Well, the reason I think I hate that isn't because the reason I hate that is because then I feel like there's an expectation for me to be this thing that I may not want to be tomorrow. I may need to be something different. And I would prefer if everyone allowed me to be that thing as opposed to expecting me to be the thing that they think I'm going to be. And I know that is not a legitimate expectation, but it feels as if, it, as if there's an expectation for me to be that thing. So I really, really hate that. And I also kind of hate talking about it, but there it is. I understand. Yeah, I'm trying to do this whole thing where I'm being more open about how I feel, and it sucks. Welcome to my world. <laughs> it really does, because like, people are asking me, like, it used to be like, hey, how are you doing today? And I'd be like, I'm good. How about yourself? But now it's like, I really, and I think that happened when I was talking to you or Scar recently, where I had to actually, like, sigh myself into saying how I was feeling on that day. Actually, it was Scar because we were sitting yeah. out front of my nephew's school and I had to sigh as I told him all the fuck stuff that's happened to me this week. And yes. then we called Nisha and the two Virgos ganged up on me and I cashed out. <laughs> so I feel like kind of an imposter on that one, though, because I'm not really trying to be more open to other people. I'm just being more open, like on stage about myself. Oh. <laughs> so it's, not, it's like I've been like but that's still being more, more open. So, I, I guess mean, it's like, still a step. You're doing good. Yeah. Eh. It's still a step, yo. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, like on stage, I've been like way more open, especially at, like improv stuff. 
where I ended up telling stories to people that like actually I, I told a story at an improv mic that uh, I had never told Afi before. So it was the first time she heard it was me telling like a group of strangers with her, which was an interesting conversation in the car. But yeah, it's it's weird. No. Well, for no. me, it's weird. Well, yeah, for you. It's. I guess I'm just trying to learn how. I, I. I guess I'm so used to being extremely private, and it's just. I have to like do this weird like open for performances, and then I go back to being closed after, mm-hmm. and it's. And yeah, what's gonna I, start to happen is. So I'm be like, why are you so open on with the crowd, but you close right back up when you get done with your show? And like, so you're open with the world for like three minutes, and then you close yourself back off again. Or, well, actually, hey, Rashani, why are you so open for the two hours you do single simulcast? Or even more so when I used to do the solo shows. When it was a solo show, I just listened to an episode a few days ago called Ignite, where I was crying, like, just could not get myself to be upset about the stuff that was going on in the world i just didn't have the energy and then after that show was over i never talked about it again i just shut it off it's like we we open up our emotions like turning on the water when you're when you're (laughs) i have teenagers and so i've seen some (laughs) shit when you tell them to get in the shower and wash their ass and they turn on the water just so a little drip comes out like they turn it as little as possible. Uh, that's you know, I, that's our emotions. I w- I would be furious if I ever had a teenager who was like against showering. I I would just be, oh my god, because I it's just like you're just spitting in my face. I spent years of your life enforcing like how much and and how important it was to have proper hygiene, and you're just like I'm gonna not shower for days. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, I'd just be angry. Fuck you, kid. I'll be right back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know what's funny? Scar did the same type of joke when we were recording single simulcast a couple of days ago. <laughs> and no one got it except you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's very much a Dream Team thing, but it's so much fun. <laughs> Oh man, that's one of the um, the inside jokes, the preeminent inside jokes of the Dream Team. I think that's I think the Hornets one too, though. I, the Horn is kind of like our thing. I, I've never heard that on anything else, and I, I kind of love that. You know, the Horn keeps us off Spotify. Is that why we can't? Really, it's the Horn. It's the Horn. It used to be the intro song, but the Horn is trademarked. <laughs> and I refuse to stop using the horn. So, Dream yeah, it's team kind of a thing. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if we. I wonder if we could get permission to use it. You want to email Drew Carey? Yeah. Like seriously, I, I feel like if if we make the explanation and we're like, look, this is in tribute to you. Like this isn't us trying to take something from you. This is us showing how much we love. I love Price is Right. Like I will go. I will explain to anyone that Price is Right is as much a part of my childhood as as my parents, as anyone else. Like I used to watch Price is Right all the time as a child. It was it was the best. 
I still remember like waking up in the morning on Saturday and Sunday and watching Prices Right. Well, until church and stuff happened, but I still remember watching Prices Right. And like when my mom was sick in the morning, I walk into her bedroom, she'd be watching Prices Right. We watch Prices Right together because she was sick, and I was just lay there and like watch Prices Right with her, and then go to school. Prices Right was there for me more than my father was. You're like a half a step step away from Ray J and the piano right now. <laughs> I do have a piano here. Hold on. No, I'm joking. I don't. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I, I legit do love Price is Right. Like, I mean, I, I do have a lot of good memories for me are connected to fucking Price is Right. My grandmother used to watch it. And when we go to her house for like Christmases and holidays, we'd all fucking watch Price is Right in the morning and talk about like how terrible the bids were and like all of my aunts together bidding on shit and yelling out what they think stuff is like all of those memories are built around a tv show that like i fucking love so like of course i wouldn't want to steal from a show that i love i honestly think it's it's a tribute like it's really a tribute to something that is part of our our culture now And, and at a certain point you have to ask like when will this shit hit public domain so we can start using it for Wait. me, my um, first of all, I don't know. Um, for me, <laughs> my show that was like that was Will of Fortune, and oh, I love too. I do love Will of Fortune. It's and it, Will of Fortune is more just it's just fun. Yeah, and yeah. I like Jeopardy, but like sometimes they go off on some stuff that I just absolutely know nothing about, and then I'm just kind of sitting there for a while. Yeah, but then it comes back to the trill shit that you know everything about, and you're just like looking at everybody else, like y'all don't know this. I'll like, take white yeah, people. Yeah, nigga. I'll take white people who've called the cops. All right, for two hundred. Mm-hmm. Bruh, did you see the one where the lady tried to stop the dude from getting into his apartment? And yeah. then after he walks in the apartment using his own key, she calls the fucking cops anyway. Oh, there's one where a dude was babysitting uh, two white children, and a woman followed, yeah, like just... tried to. Oh, we talked we... about this on uh, Single Simulcast. Yeah, but Go we ahead. didn't talk about it here, so you can't be cutting them off because we talked about it on Single Simulcast. I mean, it still it still counts. Like it, it's just like fucking white people calling the cops, like for fucking no reason. And then in some cases, calling the cops and like there was one where the lady basically uh, said like a child tried to fucking grope her, and yeah. called the cops and was sent and was called and called the cops for that shit. Yeah, that that lady has since apologized, but like at this, that point, has some Emmett Till ramifications around it too, man. Like that's absolutely. Just, like, that felt like some. I was like, man, this feels like Emmett Till all over again, motherfucker. Like you can't do that shit. Yeah. Luckily, they had cameras. Yeah. Thank God for that shit, man. And like, I feel like that's the most fucked up part about all of this. And like, if you're black and you. Like saw the whole like Brett Kavanaugh thing. You're like, I don't believe her. Like you don't have a leg to stand on because we've been saying this shit's been happening for fucking years, and motherfuckers have believed us. I think the prevailing sentiment with the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing was, we believe you. We just don't care. We want this dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once you get that, then you realize that all the politics. The more that this shit happens, the more I'm like, politics are bullshit. Yeah, because I feel like the people who are represented, who they're representing rather, don't feel the way that these people do. But again, because these what fifty old white people 
felt differently, this dude is now going to rule the lives and the, 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 the laws that affect our lives for the rest of his life? Yep. Bruh, have you ever seen any of the videos where, like, they're out in public and his wife is there? Mm-mm. Like, for real. Like, find, like, just any video that, like, you know, when he got confirmed, like, they did, like, a public thing where he was just kind of doing a meet and greet. His yeah. wife is like, nigga, you are so guilty. And, like, the, oh, whole yeah. thing, the whole thing during court, she was sitting right behind him with the nigga. Like, I, that sounds like you. Like that, oh, we gonna talk about this shit. Like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> she had that look on her face like, oh, that sounds like something you would do. I know you. This motherfucker, man. Like, I, just the fact that, that motherfucker's like, it's it's a complete and total disregard for the one thing that the Supreme Court needs to have, and it's like the public support. Because if we don't fucking believe in the court's justice, then we don't turn to the courts for justice and yeah. then justice t- takes a real different look like that's how people start riots and burn shit down because like all that shit happened in the 90s because if you fucking went to court baby and appealed you no one was going to listen to you and that's how you end up with like riots and violence yeah, and mob justice where people are getting fucking killed it. by groups of people without any trials or due process because they don't fucking believe in the court anymore if they ask that's the I'll real danger of all this bullshit to to he needs one day off yeah yeah sports should not the be motherfuckers like on some fuck yeah, shit really want to kind of ruin the very fabric of goddamn society so that they can fucking do what hmm? stop goddamn abortion Nigga, motherfuckers are gonna do that shit regardless of whether or not you fucking make it legal. It's dumb as motherfucking shit. Like, I don't want you're really fucking threatening our ability to goddamn survive on some fuck shit. Indeed. I, I'm, I don't get it. Um, and I've had several conversations with uh, believers on abortion and all of this other stuff, and I just don't get, like, the... The unwillingness to just let people be people. A hundred percent. Like I like you know what? I'm not I'm not for abor- I'm, I'm not for abortion for me, but I don't think that I have the right to choose for you. That's how that's how I've always been. I've always been basically live and let live. Like you 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 do you as long as you you know like as long as you're not showing up nowhere doing mass murder or some shit like that. Just do you. Um. I just can't I just can't understand the the willingness to try to legislate women's bodies. I think most people feel that way. The problem is there's a vocal minority who currently is running the country. Correct. And then like if you if you if you feel this way because you're a believer, right? If you feel this way because you're a believer. What part of you being a believer makes you think that anybody in charge is a believer also? Like the, I mean, like, do, does anybody think that Trump believes in anything other than himself? Oh, no, they don't care. It, as long as he does the shit that he wants to and fulfills his agenda, they don't care. That's why, like, his but, but he has matter. Over, he has an overwhelming uh, uh, support from right, Christians. Because- 
because he's doing the things that Christians want him to do. So, like, th- there's this whole thing where they believe of him of being, like, uh, I think it's, it's, is it Darius in the Bible? So there's a king in the Bible that, like, God talks about using, no, Cyrus, God talks about using as, like, his, uh, He's a not a, a Jewish king, but he talks talks about using him to strike another nation as his hand. So it's like using this unrighteous man to do God's will. So they think of Trump as being like Cyrus, the king of Persia, who freed uh, the Israelites from Babylon. Cyrus was not a, um, a, a righteous king, per se, but God supposedly used him uh, when he overthrew Babylon and, and sent the Jews back to their, their homeland. So the it, it is that belief of like, oh, no, he's not righteous. He's a terrible person. You know, even King David cheated on his wife. He doesn't have to be a righteous person to do righteous things. And they would prefer to have someone who is unrighteous doing righteous things in their mindset as opposed to someone who is righteous doing what they think of as being or allowing what they think of as being unrighteous. Hold up, hold up, hold so up, like, hold up, hold up. Check the flow. So men doing unrighteous stuff are still uh, being led by the hand of God. See David, see Cyrus, see um, King Saul, even. Yeah, he, women he, well, doing unrighteous stuff get stoned and get slut shamed. Yep, because Christianity. <laughs> yeah, because Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because patriarchal religions in general. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. so pretty much all of them. I can't act like that's just a Christian problem. That's a every religion problem. Hmm. So, um, reason why you should never have kids number nineteen. Oh, there's only nineteen reasons. Uh, I've 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 only started numbering them this last week. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one really got me. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh god! That hit me like okay. the coat, like the uh, like the like the Lucky Charms. I don't know why. Um. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, uh. <laughs> I'm crying, yo. <laughs> that might have been the perfect response. It's like, like, seriously, did you have that loaded, ready to go, or is, was that just top of the head? That was just top of the head. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Reason number 19 is when you try so hard to hide something that you want to keep only for yourself and they find it like juice. Juice only lasts <laughs> in my juice only lasts in my house for like if you leave it unguarded an hour. A bottle of juice, simply lemonade, 45 minutes tops. Uh. So I thought I had it hidden in the garage, but guess what? Somebody saw me. Somebody must have tracked me going out to the... I would go out to the garage, like, sneak out like Rambo <laughs> to go out to the garage <laughs> and drink it straight out the container. No cup. I like a smell it in your breath. And this, this nigga is rolling behind bushes and shit, like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun. 
<laughs> yeah, that, yeah, and, yeah. It doesn't help if you have DJ doing the part. <laughs> Honestly, if if you have him do that part, then that means he's there to do that part. <laughs> they can smell it on your breath. They can see the the joy in your eyes when you come back from the garage. Your breath smells all mighty. Shit, when I come back from the garage, they're like, "Is Dad Woo! out there huffing?" No, he's drinking. Hey, Dad. Uh. I noticed that when you went to the garage, you were sweating, but when you came back in, you look oddly refreshed. What's happening in that garage, Dad? And so you walk out to the garage one day, and you see them sitting there drinking, and it's like, are you drinking tequila? Yes, Dad. I learned it from watching you. No, son. I've been coming out to the garage to drink raspberry lemonade. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, we didn't know what you were doing. You just been sneaking out to the garage, like... Looking all happy when you come back. Won't let anybody smell your breath. I just figured you were an alcoholic, so I became a drinker. <laughs> what? Okay, son, let's let's trade. You get no. As a matter of fact, I can't trade you. You got that nasty Jose Cuervo shit. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god, low level alcoholic ass nigga. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't learn from like you didn't teach them properly. Like no, because drinking Jose Cuervo, that's on you. Well, also, I didn't tell them why I was going out to the garage. So they just figured I was going out there to get drunk. <laughs> we went way left field with this of the joke yes but um <laughs> so after all this time sneaking out to the garage to drink this strawberry or this uh simply lemonade raspberry lemonade somebody must have saw me oh man it's simply simply it's simply is the best it's simply yeah, the best so yeah they, they got um, you for your simply my I nigga like and look think about the size of this bottle i came out and there's literally an inch of lemonade left in this container and I'm just yeah, turning it and looking at it and trying to figure out which one of my kids did it. <laughs> you could do like my parents used to do. Mark they the would shit. buy like the good no, they would buy the good lemonade, but they would also buy concentrate lemonade. So if we wanted lemonade, we had to make the concentrate lemonade. So the concentrate lemonade is way cheaper. It's like uh, a frozen concentrate. I think that shit is like Oh yeah, the can. I wanted to say at the time it's like 50 cents. Yeah, it was like 50 cents a can. So my mom's like, oh, yeah, no, you go get your lemonade. And we would drink that cheap shit. So concentrate, my nigga. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I had a problem. I didn't think any of my kids had a drinking problem until now. Well, I mean, it's it's always shocking when you first realize that there's a drinking problem in the family. And I think it's probably even more shocking because it's several of your children who have the drinking problem. But I mean, like, there are steps you can take. There, There are there are tools that you can use to keep your children off of the lemonade and i think you have to use those tools oh i learned it from watching you ass niggas and i don't know which one of them did it because they all hiding in their rooms nigga they have arizona fruit snacks if it makes you feel any better and it probably won't i got low-key salty at affy for something very similar uh where i had just bought like this this giant like um like tin of popcorn and like like you know flavored popcorns and like it's got chocolate caramel blah 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 and uh the point i bought it for is like oh like we'll eat it for like you know watching a movie tonight so we get home it's like 11 o'clock 11 a.m and i was like hey we can when i bought i was like hey we should eat this later tonight okay cool i like pass out on the couch or like start watching something on tv and i look up and she's just like digging through eating all of the popcorn. I'm like, hey, what happened to that later tonight? She was like, oh. Oh. And then just looked at me like, I forgot. And she had eaten about half of the container. 
So she just finished it, and I got like a couple handfuls of popcorn. So mm-hmm. if it makes you feel any better, that happens to me because I live with a person. So she's pretty good about um, not. Well, actually, yeah, she's pretty good about not really digging into stuff that's mine. Mm-hmm. Sort of depends. It. I was the reason I hesitated because I just realized a lot of times the stuff that she doesn't eat of mine is stuff that she can't. So it's like it's stuff like cheese, like she can't eat cheese because she's lactose intolerant or it's like, oh, yeah, I brought home a bunch of beef stuff and she couldn't eat that. So, yeah, it's when I bring home like stuff she can't identify because she has like legit issues, she doesn't eat it as much. So I, I don't think it's a matter of she doesn't as much as she just is doesn't want to take the chance. So you, I'm saying you need to develop food allergies in all of your children. Like, make them all, like, diabetic, and then they can't drink your lemonade anymore. You think I'm sorry because I'm upset, but I'm actually contemplating all of these ideas. So here's I what you do. While they're sleeping, you get an IV full of sucrose. You slow drip that sucrose into their veins while they're asleep and then pull it out before they wake up. Just, you know, two hour slow drip IV of sucrose. In about a week, they'll be diabetic. Or, or, hear me out here, hear me out here, or I get my fill of my lemonade and then I take one bottle that's like quarter of the way full, halfway full, and I pour just like six drops of piss into it. Oh, and my kids drink it and they taste it tastes a little off. And then all of a sudden they don't want to drink it anymore because their mind just lets them know that there's something wrong with the lemonade. Okay, so maybe not pee in the lemonade because that can get you getting gotten by child protective services. But you could do that with salt and then it would be like, uh, this was like, I got you niggas. It's a prank. Next time you drink or my lemonade, sauce. think about this moment. Yeah, right. Well, hot sauce turns it a color. Salt. Would, no, I mean, like, like, what we used to do is we used to take insanity was raspberry sauce lemonade. and rub it around the rim of the uh, bottle. So when you would pour out, it would touch the insanity sauce and immediately get hot. Exactly. Do that. And then just be like, next time you start drinking my lemonade, I want you to think, what did I do to this bottle? Is it a real bottle of lemonade? Is it safe? I guess you niggas are never going to know. But the only problem is that then, like, in the spirit of of uh, revenge that they're, they're gonna do that to you so yeah, like you're my opening kids yourself stay up looking for revenge <laughs> my kids are like that my kids are like that drake song i'm looking for revenge or if, if nobody else isabella would go go definitely would look for revenge or you just wait until they drink all of your lemonade you walk in ask them how was the lemonade guys and i'm like oh it was great dad like good i'm glad you all enjoyed it now if you'll excuse me I'll be right back. One too many. Damn it. (laughs) I was hoping I could nail that one by making it longer and then dropping at the end. Oh, well, I tried. Yeah, one too many. Yeah. It's not a a horn, but that was one too many. Yeah, one per show. Cool, 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 cool. So, again, I talked about it earlier, but y'all really do have to watch Norseman. 
Um, I, I added it to the queue. I have not sat down and watched it, even though I've done very, very little this weekend. It is the you know, equivalent of um, Monty Python meets... I don't know, fucking Vikings. I don't really know. Is, what is this a safe time to admit I've never seen a Monty Python anything? But you've seen yeah, enough okay. of the video clips or whatever at this point in time. Like Monty Python is pretty much you. Not really. I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna watch Monty Python anything, I would say what's the one that has the the joke in it? I think it's Monty Python the Flying Circus. Mm-hmm. I kind of just say, never cared though. My yeah, favorite would, one was Monty this. Python's Life of Brian, where they were doing yeah. the life of where Jesus was born, and then right after Jesus was born, Brian was born, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody cared like, about Brian. I feel like that one's a little bit rough, and I see I I like that one, but I didn't suggest that one or Holy Grail because of a lot of the religious themes in that one, and I feel like uh, those are are harder for people who might be atheist or agnostic. True. Like if if I were gonna try to introduce somebody. Who, to the Flying Circus, that the most sensible one, or excuse me, not Flying Circus, but Monty Python, the most sensible one is the Flying Circus for that reason. It's not as heavy on the religious themes. It's just silly enough to be funny, and it's in like digestible bits because it's all kind of sketches put together. Yeah. I would, I mean, and, and Scar, I would say like, I, I get like not giving a fuck about it because I mean, it's really, I mean, that's, you have to pick your spots. There's shit that like you just can't care about everything in the world. But I said, like, yeah, man, give it a watch. It's an hour like and a half. Pe- it's it's like the people who really fucking care about the Princess Bride. Like yeah. I watched I it. Love and the I love. I enjoyed Bride. it. I enjoyed it, but it's not like the best movie and most quotable thing ever. But yeah, it's not like, life changing. I love the Princess Bride, but the book is way better than the movie. I'm that <laughs> dude when it comes book. to the Princess Bride because they left out they left out an entire segment in the movie. So I haven't I haven't read the book, so I, I wouldn't be able to answer that. It's amazing. They go through this uh the zoo of death where they have to every uh room is it's like they get dropped into a seven story uh building and it's called the zoo of death and every level has a more dangerous animal or insect because the first level has like this spider who could like spit venom at you. From like a hundred feet away, and oh, well, and actually, all the that's an arthropod, and all the lights are out. So yeah, that part was dope. The movie was dope, or the book was dope. The movie was good. Yeah, they're talking about doing the Princess Bride, like doing a version of that for. Uh, they're putting out Deadpool Part Two again, but they're making it PG thirteen. What? Like for Christmas? Yeah. So like, oh, so kids can go see it. Mm-hmm. And they're saying the way that they're making it uh, PG-13, one of the things they suggested was that they may be making it like the Princess Bride, where Deadpool's reading the book to literally whoever played Kevin in the Wonder Years. I forget his name because why? And um, Fred Savage. Yeah, him. Who really isn't? Um, Well, I mean, he's a director now. But he's not a savage. No, he is not. It's like a waste of a good name. Well, at the like, time, that's though, the kind of name like, where you got to be a rapper. Now, at the time, though, Savage didn't mean that to us. Like, yeah. it, it didn't have that. But yeah, you're correct. Like, he, his son might be a rapper. That'd be dope. I would be if my name, if my last name was Savage. It's like fuck everything else. I'm gonna be a rapper. 
So he'd be like 18 Savage? No, because 18 I... Savage's real name isn't Savage. Second generation Savage? Something. I would just use my real name. And people yeah. would really think it was a rap name. Tim Savage? Yeah. Just Frank Savage. Tim, Sa- Frank, Tim Savage. Frank Savage. No, Frank Savage is like, that's that's real right there. That sounds like a rap name, bro. <laughs> I mean, pretty much anything Savage. His, his name could really be Lucius Savage. And we all be like, that no. would be dope. Lucius that's Savage. That's a hard ass name right there, bro. No, that's my real name. Uh, Lucas uh, Savage. Uh, oh, you drop some bars. I'm going to do the roll now. If you're here, say no, here. Oh, wait, wait. His kids are Oliver and Lily. Oliver Savage is not a good No, rapper. that still sounds kind of dope. Like he's going to drop some dick and no, shit on me. Ali Savage, yeah. <laughs> Ali Savage. No, Oliver Savage sounds like he's going to drop some goddamn Dickens bars. Nah. Like that sounds awesome. And hey, Lily Savage? Bro. So we're going to do the roll. I'm going to do the roll by last name. Um, As as your name is... is Said, please just say here or present. Oh no, he has he has a third child, Augie. Augie Savage, nigga. Augie. He I, feel like he, here. I feel like he'd be a punk star. Like he'd be yes. a punk. Yeah, Augie Savage is a punk punker. Keonis, here. Randolph, here. Roberts, here. Savage. Savage. Who's a savage? I am, nigga. I am. I am. Here, it's me, Augie. I'm in the back. Don't listen to him. He's just, he's high. I'm Augie. Savage. Hi. Hi. It's me. I'm Augie. <laughs> nah, I think, I think. Because it's real name like the, Augustus, which is also like a, a sounds like a really Augustus good savage, history right? teacher who raps a lot. I feel like Augustus, like, if his real name is Augustus, I feel like niggas gonna have a line where he's like, you fuck around and I'm gonna go Augustus on your ass. Like, I, I'm waiting for him to tell someone that. Right. I just want my last name to be Savage. No, because then he'll be like, I'm a, I'm glooping bitches. Like, I'm gonna uh, go Augustus on your ass and hit, like, like, hit you I, for 31 days. Honestly, I don't know. Some shit like that. Honestly, when, calendar um, shit. when WWE, when, when uh, Macho Man was alive, I thought that he was over the top, but now if he came out right now with that same character in the in two thousand and like eighteen, <laughs> niggas would be like, he's really a savage. Cause he would just call got Elizabeth over there and that. be like, Don't you look at her, don't you look at Elizabeth? Oh yeah. Yeah, he was savage. He was a straight savage and he was ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> Macho Man was like Mean Gene, are you looking at Elizabeth? Oh, when the... Here, I brought this trash can up from my hotel room. And let me tell you, everybody <laughs> else's life is in this trash can. Because when I look down in this trash can, do you know what I see? I see you, Tito Santana. Oh, yeah. There's this clip that the um that the Levitar show uses of him talking to Mean Gene and like Mean Gene starts to talk and he just in the he just cuts Mean Gene off and says, Your mustache is crooked. Like <laughs> <laughs> And Mean Gene tries to play it off like your beard's a little bit of sideways, but he's like, This is over and he just fucking leaves. <laughs> I like that. That's the best way to end the conversation ever. Your mustache is crooked. This no, that's over. that's that's the, that was the start and the end. Like that's how, that's how the interview. <laughs> that's the best conversation of all time. Well, you know, your mustache is crooked. This is over. I can't. I can't. 
Oh my god, I literally I Oh god, I can't wait to say that to somebody's mom.